everybody, we back again. We back. All right. I'm Spencer, and of course, we have our licensed clinical therapist, Nas. Dr. Nas. Dr. Dr. Nas. Dr. Dr. Okay. There it is. All right. This is the Different Spectrums podcast where we talk about movies, shows, and the mental health aspects that surround them. We also like to have some laughs, so don't take us too seriously. Or do. That's completely up to you. There you go. Also, don't forget to run up those likes for us. We'd really appreciate it. Go ahead. So, touch the like bar. Just touch it. Real quick. Touch it. Touch it. Touch it. Not talking about anything else. All right. So, uh, today we are checking out a few scenes. Well, just one scene from Heat. Yes. Yeah. If you have, I'm in it all the time. All right. Yeah. <laughs> so um if you don't know heat is uh pretty much like a bank robbery movie um it's probably like one of the best uh bank robbery movie bank heist movies uh of all time uh featuring robert de niro uh al pacino and um blanking on the other dude's name i forgot his name but uh he was batman one of Val Kilmer. There it is. There you go. Yep. Yes. Val Kilmer. I was going to say hey. Bobby. <laughs> Bobby. Bobby Batman. Uh, so, yeah. So, today we're going to be talking about uh, hard dialogue, uh, living a normal life, and then also having interesting clients. So, we have some good things to talk about today. Uh, Nas, anything before we get into the show? Uh, we're gonna see how it goes, man. Uh, right, it's a Monday pod, so we usually have some fun on these. Uh, quicker pods, so we'll get in and out. Um, I think the scene here is kind of a good description of how it sometimes it's very difficult when you're working with a client that's like highly intelligent, uh, or maybe someone that is neurodiverse and they're kind of pitting you into some stuff. And by pitting, I mean like they, they they've already thought of all the negative outcomes or or how to say no to this and that. None of it'll work. So I was thinking about that, trying to like box someone in and that's what they talk mm. about feeling boxed in so mm -hmm. we've got a couple different paths spencer's going to kind of push some of my buttons pushing on my buttons baby yeah yeah <laughs> uh <laughs> uh yeah and then we'll uh we'll get out and we'll have some fun so let's do it Woody -woo. oh yeah woo woo giggity we got that great podcast <laughs> <laughs> it's a it's a good one <laughs> oh my <God. laughs> hey everyone before we get into the show please check out our collaborator bubs naturals they sell a variety of health and wellness products including collagen peptides mct oil powder coffee apple cider vinegar gummies and other amazing products go to bubsnaturals.com and use our code DSP20 to get 20% off your entire order. And with that, let's get into the show. Seven years in Folsom, in the hole for three, McNeil before that. McNeil is tough as they say. You looking to become a penologist? You're looking to go back? 
You know, I chase down some crews, guys just looking to fuck up, get busted back. And you? You must have worked some dipshit crews. I worked all kinds. You see me doing thrill seeker liquor store holdups with a born to lose tattoo on my chest? No, I do not. Right. I am never going back. Then don't take down scores. I do what I do best. I take scores. You do what you do best, trying to stop guys like me. So you never wanted a regular type life? The fuck is that? Barbecues and ball games? Yeah. This regular type life, that your life? My life? No, my life. No, my life's a disaster zone. I got a stepdaughter so fucked up because her real father's this large type asshole. I got a wife. We're passing each other on the downslope of a marriage, my third. Because I spend all my time chasing guys like you around the block. That's my life. Guy told me one time, don't let yourself get attached to anything you are not willing to walk out on in 30 seconds flat if you feel the heat around the corner. Now, if you're around me and you got to move when I move, how do you expect to keep a, a marriage? Well, that's an interesting point. What are you, a monk? I have a woman. What do you tell her? I tell her I'm a salesman. So then, if you spot me coming around that corner, you're just gonna walk out on this woman? Not say goodbye? That's the discipline. That's pretty vacant, huh? Yeah, it is what it is. It's that or we both better go do something else, pal. I don't know how to do anything else. Neither do I. I don't much want to either. Neither do I. You know, I have this uh, recurring dream. I'm sitting at this big banquet table, and all the victims of all the murders I ever worked are sitting at this table, and they're staring at me with these black eyeballs because they got eight ball hemorrhages from the head wounds. And there they are, these big balloon people, because I found them two weeks after they'd been under the bed. The neighbors reported the smell. And there they are, all of them just sitting there. What do they say? Nothing. No talk? None. Just, they don't have anything to say. See, we just look at each other. They look at me, and that's it. That's the dream. I have one where I'm drowning, and I got to wake myself up and stop breathing or I'll die in my sleep. You know what that's about? Yeah, having enough time. 
enough time to do what you want to do. That's right. You're doing it now. Not, not yet. You know, we're sitting here, you and I are like a couple of regular fellas. You do what you do, I do what I gotta do. And now that we've been face to face, if I'm there and I gotta put you away, I won't like it. But I'll tell you, if it's between you and some poor bastard whose wife you're gonna turn into a widow, brother, you are going down. There's a flip side to that coin. What if you do got me boxed in and I gotta put you down? Because no matter what, you will not get in my way. We've been face to face, yeah. But I will not hesitate, not for a second. Maybe that's the way it'll be. Or, who knows? Well, maybe we'll never see each other again. Can I help you? Are you Alan Marciano? Yeah, and who the fuck are you? Ow, am I? Hey! hey. Lieutenant hey. Vincent Hanna, LAPD. LA, this is Las Vegas. You don't even have jurisdiction here. Hey! Hey, hey. The fuck you guys think you're pushing around but i know people here okay las vegas pd takes you into custody you are extradited to newark on a new jersey warrant for smuggling cigarettes up from north carolina three years ago or you go to work for us cut and dried that is it oh shit charlene shaherless who 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 were you fucking owl the lady you've been talking dirty to on telephone every day last week. Yeah, all right. You know what? You can't time it, Earl. Yeah, well, who needs to? Because your ass is on a plane back to New Jersey, Jagoff. Oh, man. I just... Why'd I get mixed up with that bitch? Because she got a great ass! And you got your head all the way up it! Jesus. When I think of asses, woman's ass, Something comes out of me. So? So? No big thing. All I want is her husband and his whole fucking crew. Now you're gonna work with Sergeant Trucker here. Hey everyone, I wanted to give a special shout out to our collaborator, Two Nerds Candle Company. Not only do they have great products, but they are also giving back to a great cause. You can tell that they take a lot of pride in making their candles, my favorite is Spock's Monday Coffee. They are also donating 10% annually to support Women in STEM, which stands for Science, Technology, Engineering, and Mathematics. You can use our code DSP or go to our link tree to get 20% off your entire order. 
We think that this company is great, and we think you will too. So go check them out. Microphone. My microphone doesn't work. I'm Nas. I'm Dr. Nas. My microphone doesn't work. Where'd my neck go? You're such a fucking shithead, man. I know, I'll give, right? I'll give you the song in there. Do it. I don't care. <laughs> they know, know I'm a piece of shit anyways. It's fine. <laughs> it's true. It's the white yeah. man. Yeah. <laughs> it's the white man. <laughs> All right. Hey, everybody. We're back again. <laughs> <laughs> We're back. Uh, and we're live, and uh, you know, I keep fucking with this microphone, hoping it gets better for y'all. Stays the same, two hundred fifty dollars more in debt. Uh, but you know, it is what it is. Uh, this is quite wonderful. Oh my god, you could have just uh, gotten like an eighty dollar microphone, it would have been fine. But your ass just like I gotta spend two hundred fifty. Yeah, well, it's two hundred now because I'm taking another one back, and then you know, this don't work. I'm going back to the. Over. I'll figure it out. Okay, all right. Thanks. Anyways. Uh, we're, yes. we're, we're live. We're as live as that application is into Colorado. Ooh. So, so we was talking shit about me right getting that job at Colorado, and I applied for shits and giggles. Well, then I found found one of them creeping creeping on my LinkedIn page. Saw him creeping on me, <laughs> creeping on me yeah. real good. Checking up on you. What <laughs> you doing? Check up on it. Something. Something. Check up on it. How about this? If you get that job in Colorado, then you have to buy a cowboy hat. So my dad wants me to do the interview with a gold chain, sunglasses, and a cowboy hat. Yeah, that would go well. That would go very well. That would go real well. He fits right in. <laughs> he fit right in, man. Um, the interview's on Thursday. So this will come out weeks, weeks, weeks from now. But the interview's on Thursday. They just called me today. Oh, shit. You didn't say you had a fucking interview? They literally they literally just called me uh, like an hour before this. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's told the motherfucker. Jesus yeah, I Christ. Yeah, I was going to say. I was going to save it for the pod, man. Right? I'm saving it for the pod. Oh, okay. You're right. Because me acting surprised is a lot better for the show, right? I mean, to be fair, all you're going to do is shit on me, so it's fine. <laughs> Hope you love it at that white school. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna tell him I'm I'm gonna work with the brown people. I ain't work with no oh, only black person there is Deontay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. So well, congratulations for the interview. Either way. Yes. See how it goes. I'll, I'll blend right in. I just this won't go outside. Okay, before we get into it, this motherfucker wanted to talk about all of uh, how he's like, man, I'm moving back to Michigan. This is it. Michigan time. Back to my hometown. All that shit. Motherfucker about to move to Colorado to the whitest school. <laughs> Whiter than Baylor. <laughs> like, Jesus. Yeah, it's pretty white. At least, yeah, it's, well. Hey, I'm not putting a lot into the interview. I'm just going there, see, what, see what's up, and, and yeah. we'll go from there. Hey, I mean, hey, you have got the fact that you can have an interview and shit. It's pretty dope. Yeah. Pretty dope. Gonna do One the, of the biggest schools right now. So, yep. I'm just going to go in there, have a little bit of fun because I'm not too worried about it because it's almost impossible to afford the cost of living. So that makes Damn. it like unattractive, very unattractive. That's fair. Yeah. Yep. So that's why I'm not really, doesn't really matter to me. I wasn't like, oh, okay. I'm excited. I was like, oh, I can't afford it. <laughs> well, I can't go there. Uh, yeah. All right. All right. Let's well, talk about being a heat. 
Okay. Uh, before we get into that, uh, shout out to all of our collaborators. Um, <laughs> uh, we have Bubs, I Bubs Naturals, Cure Hydration, Pinfinity, Silver Dollar Candle, Two Nerds Candle Company, and Cat and Raven Company. Uh, you can get up to 20% off if you use the code DSP or DSP20 uh, after you or before you check out. And uh, if you want to, you can always go to our link tree and use that as well, which, hey, we'd appreciate it. Yeah. Um, also, go check out our merch. We have some great stuff, just like different. That one, you're different. Different. That one, you're or, definitely less. Hey, this one, you're different, but not less. Not less. Not less. Not less. There you go. So please go check out our link tree. It is below in the description or wherever, wherever Bio. you are. Listening it's a to lot the of show. different places. It's everywhere. Yeah, it's everywhere, really. You know? it's, it's like a good herpes. <laughs> Monday podcast. Monday podcast. Shut the fuck up. Don't, don't, <laughs> don't bring up Monday like that's why you said that. Okay. <laughs> You say that Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. Yeah, I mean, well, it's well, with you for life, so. No. <laughs> so, today, we're talking about the movie Heat, starring Al Pacino and Robert De Niro. Um, story is all about um, this crew of bank robbers um, that uh, get caught up and uh, Al Pacino's uh the detective who's trying to catch them right and so you have this kind of duality of somebody who is trying to stop crime and then the person who's committing a crime right and so um it's probably one of my favorite films of all time uh because obviously with the combination of robert de niro and al pacino that's already that's already makes it great but then yeah. once you mix in the story um and how they have all these different little plot lines and how um we kind of get to see um a sit down between al pacino and robert de niro it just really comes out to a great film um and speaking towards that um that's a scene that we picked out for today um we picked a scene uh that was all about this interaction between Al Pacino and Robert De Niro. So throughout the movie, they're kind of um, chasing one another, right? Um, and then finally, this is their first meeting. So they have a sit down um, to kind of give the what's up, right? To just kind of say, hey, I'm watching you and you're watching me. Let's just, you know, if I catch you, it's over. Right. I'm not going to hesitate to bring you down and then vice versa. You know, um, it's such a great scene because you get to you get to have that um, they get to have that back and forth of where Robert De Niro, whenever he says something or when Al Pacino says something, they're always going back at each other. They're always kind of having that, you know, back and forth, which is great. Oh my god. Yep, just the tips. Um Jesus Christ. Um so God. Thank you, Ed. If you're on the podcast side, you should be very thankful right now because you can't see what he just did. Um so um 
for me, I saw this scene as something of like a therapist um, talking to one of their clients, right? Because sometimes when you have uh, clients, it's not going to be easy. It's not just going to be like, oh, you get to talk to them and then they open up and things like that. It's going to be sometimes a back and forth. It's going to be something of um, we are trying to get this done, but at the same time, you're a little bit hesitant to talk and uh, want to open up maybe. Or maybe, you know, maybe they are not telling the whole truth. Maybe Sometimes they're just lost in the sauce, dude that also yep. that also so um plenty of different things but at the same time you get this kind of back and forth going right um nice have you ever kind of had that back and forth and do you kind of do you enjoy it a little bit hmm? do you enjoy the back and forth? uh you know everyone loves a a, a, a great conversation great a great conversation um hmm. reference to a one of the other clips. We'll get to it in a second. Um, uh, I mean, I'll have it a couple times a year or semester where I have someone where it's more brain power. Uh, if we're talking about, you know, if folks that are being resistant, not often do I see like super resistant folks, but sometimes I have some clients where they just don't have the words, right? And so it's kind of like the whole thing lost for words, the company name. Um, and so that can make it very difficult because now I'm asking and, and kind of trying to push and navigate into what's going on because the lexithymia is getting in the way because they can't identify emotions or maybe they can't put words to those emotions. So there's going to be a lot of, lot of conversation um, mm -hmm. with those folks. Uh, it's just intriguing just because there's a lot of dead ends. I think the folks that are more like this one, though, are my ones that are like highly intelligent. And also maybe lost in the sauce of like mental health and like irrational thoughts. Just they're just kind of everywhere. Mm. And so they'll be a little combative because you know I've got let's go this way. Let's do this. Let's do this. Let's do this. Let's maybe think about this, this, and this. And they're like, I can't do this because of this, this, and this. The other mm. thing that you said won't work. This won't work. That won't work. I've tried this. I'm like, well, Jesus, kid. I'm like, I really don't know what else to do to help you. I mean, what are we doing here? Mm -hmm. Did you try all these things? And some folks will say yes, some folks won't. So th those are tough. I got some folks that are legit playing games, and like they play, they playing games, and it's always interesting because I'm like, I know you, I know you're smart. Mm -hmm. Now like, I know you're playing dumb. I know I know you're playing dumb. Mm -hmm. But me and you both know that you're playing a very dangerous game with whatever's going on in your life academics lying cheating uh very sexual activity manipulating mm -hmm. like partners and stuff like that and i'm like you're doing it and you're having fun quote unquote but also you want to like get this person that you love or this thing that you seek but yet you're also self-sabotaging so eventually when mm -hmm. they do like push you away but you don't really want them but then yet you actually want them to want you but you don't want them but then as soon as they don't want you now you freak out it's a whole weird thing with some people man this relationship stuff and like self-sabotaging stuff. So it's quite fun for me. For them, I know mm. it's quite terrible because they're on a rocky road for a while. Right. Those are the fun ones that, that I do have to work harder at. But if I have to have a lot of conversations like they did in their dude, it would be a long ass day. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. Um, yeah. Six hours of that, way too much. Uh, ten, yeah. ten minutes of that was a lot to focus on. That, that was a lot in one clip. Yeah, it was. Um, 
was. So it, it is seen. Uh, most folks come in pretty pretty innocent, though, pretty ready to work. Mm-hmm. Some folks have, are really philosophical, like really mm-hmm. philosophical, very existential about things. You know, I got a couple clients that are little OCD, little anxious, little ADHD, little little avoidant personality disorder, a bunch of different shit that's in there, right? And none of the tests will really show what's in there, but they're stubborn as a fucking mule, man. <laughs> and like sometimes I love a couple of these humans, man, but these humans would be like, I'm doing this. Like three months later, well, I'm not doing that anymore. I'm doing this. And I'm like, then we we talked about you doing this other thing for literally right. six months. <laughs> and now that it comes time to do that thing, you want to self-sabotage and not do that thing? I'm done mm-hmm. with you. People will be like, because well, I'm not a therapist to all these folks. Some of these folks I just know or mentor. Yeah. And they'll be like, well, my therapist said they can't give me no answers. I'm like, I ain't a therapist, so I'm going to give you some answers. <laughs> You 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 doing the wrong thing. You doing the wrong You're thing. You're an asshole. Yeah. Let's just be real. You're an asshole. You're fucking up. <laughs> You're fucking up. Uh, and so it just happens, man. With some folks, it's just really hard because the the some people are so intelligent that they think about there's mm-hmm. so many things, and so they can always find the pitfalls. They mm-hmm. can always find the what ifs, and that leads to really high anxiety. And what you see with a lot of neurodivergent folks. Is there so much thinking and so much anxiety? Every option is trash. Well, ding, ding, ding. Technically, yeah, all most of the options kind of suck. It's about picking the one that sucks the less. <laughs> and see what happens. Uh, you just kind of see what happens. Well, life is. Well, what if that's the wrong choice? Well, you'll figure it out and you'll pivot. Okay. So, uh, yeah. it is a thing, Spence. Uh, neurodivergent yeah. or neurotypical. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's interesting. Uh, this scene. When he talks about, do you like this life or whatever? Is it boring or, you know, don't you want a yeah. normal life? He said, don't you want a mm-hmm. normal life? No, I thought that was super interesting. Yeah. Because I'm like, I do not live a normal life. I told a student the other day, story time. <laughs> story time. I told a student the other day, I said, I'm the same, I've regressed. You know, what are you talking about? I said, I'm the same damn person I was pretty much in college. I said, what do you mean? I said, I'm. I don't do nothing but eat, lay in my bed, and play video games and lift now. Mm-hmm. I think this, I just started playing video games today. I must have played Fortnite for like four hours. Uh, Jesus, yeah. all the games! Like, come on, man. I haven't got. I haven't bought the pass thing yet because I was waiting to make sure like I still had it. Still had it. I still, I still got it. I still. I, I still. I still got the heat. I'm packing. <laughs> um. And so I just said, I, I haven't changed much, man. It's interesting. Uh, not a normal life to maybe what other humans are doing, but there's a lot of humans that just do what I do, and they just chill and vibe. Right. I remember still going, uh, and I've talked about on the podcast before, I was having this dialogue with people that work at Indiana University. Mm-hmm. And, they, and I made a small joke. I'm like, hey, y'all don't do nothing over there with your liberal arts. I mean, I was a liberal arts degree, but I, I made fun of it. I thought it was a joke. <laughs> like, yeah, at least we're not a bunch of weird-ass, non-social kids just on our computers all day. And I was like... That feels like a slight, a slight, a dog whistle of like autism shit there. I feel like you're saying something negative about autism. Mm-hmm. Uh, again, some of us, our lives feel good and we're happy and we feel, we feel good about it. Robin. You know, I ain't changing. I'm Robin. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna rob you, and I'm gonna like robbing you. 
Yes. So, so then do you kind of feel what Al Pacino was kind of saying about how, um, just how you don't know anything else? Like it's too late to kind of change. Um, do you feel like you would want to change at all? Or is that something that you want to kind of keep doing? So, Robert Nero talks about not wanting to change. He really enjoys what he does. Also, Al Pacino yeah. said he really enjoys what he does, that he would never change it, but he knows that he spends a lot of time chasing bad guys. So in yeah. that moment, I actually felt like Al Pacino, not Robert De Niro. Right. I felt like uh, Al Pacino lives a quote-unquote normal life, but yet he's like dedicating towards his quote-unquote clients. Let's say if he's a therapist clients. Mm-hmm. On one part, one part of time in my career for a long time, it was all students. Sit mm-hmm. all it's on my mind all day, every day. That's what I fixated on probably since I look 2016, probably 2015, until about like maybe the last year or so. I started mm-hmm. to really like, okay, work is work. They're going to be okay. I'm starting to separate a little bit more, get away from it a little bit more, mm-hmm. and feel myself being a little more bit detached from the clients mm-hmm. um, in a good way because uh, I'm not taking on as many clients now starting to live right. my own life and like have some really good boundaries. And my boss has really helped me with that. Mm-hmm. I've helped other people with that as well now. So I, I feel like Al Pacino where I'm overworking and pushing my boundaries and burning out. But now I'm like, okay, now I'm learning some shit now. Now I'm getting back to my wife. <laughs> Which in that case is, you know, watching, watching TV and you know, working out playing video games. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I, ain't got, I ain't got no wolf. I got, I got stuff in them. <laughs> I didn't mean it like that. <laughs> I wow. didn't mean it like that. Wow. <laughs> for all, everyone trying, for all the Af people I'm putting in Run, applications Pikachu. for. Run. <laughs> Pika, Pika. It's Pika and Pika. Just like yeah. shivering. Just like, <laughs> not again. Not again. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Jesus. Um, and I guess, Vince, is this may be a good time to preach you know, my mess ups to everyone else. Hmm. As we talked about before, people of color, uh, people with disabilities, uh, people, marginalized identities, we tend to overwork, overwork, overwork. Don't take off sick time. uh, Don't do a lot of vacation time. We'll go over and above our assignments. We'll take on more work that keeps putting on us and putting on us and putting on us compared to our counterparts because we want to prove ourselves. I think now I'm getting out of that kind of Al Pacino phase. And so for, Advice to all of you um, that are BIPOC, LGBTQ, you know, divergent, ADHD, be cautious of that. Because the more work you do, they're just going to put more work on you. So mm-hmm. if you're a good little, good little autistic worker and you're grinding and knocking out a lot of shit, you will get more work. And that ends up being the largest complaint for most of my clients. They get a lot done. Everyone else is like kind of lazy as shit. Then you get more and you get more and you get more. Please don't. Please don't. Do your best to set your own boundaries on yourself. Well, then what am I supposed to do? Just go slower? Yep. That's what I do. Hmm. I'm seeing less people going a little bit slower, right? And I'm pushing. Every, it'll all be fine. I don't have to change and fix the entire world. Interesting, Spencer. A client of mine, maybe in the last year, graduated and they said you know nah. i said i got all this shit i can do i can open up a clinic go work in athletics i don't know what to do 
And he said, you can't save everyone, Nas. And I said, I can try. He said, you can't. I said, I saved you. He said, true, but you don't have to save everyone. It's like, well, fuck you, man. <laughs> he was right. Uh, I don't have to save everyone. There's, there's a big world. So do your best, folks, to set your own boundaries. And, and don't, because it's Al Pacino, I bet you his wife probably hates him, his kids probably never see him, right? I guarantee you, she's not good. But you know who loves him? He doesn't have any kids, so. Oh, thank that's God. The thing. No, yeah, no. Um, actually, he's a, more in the life of, like, his stepdaughter more than the dad is. Because that's the whole theme in the movie is that the dad, the real dad of Natalie Portman's character. Yeah. Like, he's just, like, he always keeps saying, like, he'll be there, and then he's never there. And then Al Pacino's just like, that bum. <laughs> he's a bum. <laughs> he's a bum, Rocco. He's a bum. But that's the thing, though. I wonder, so, all right, so there's this also this theme with Al Pacino where, you know, and I think this happens with a lot of, like, police officers, too, is, like, where they have, a, you know, they deal with a lot of uh, trauma and things like oh, that, yeah. but then they don't some of them don't open up to their loved ones. And I would yep. assume that there's a higher rate of like divorce and things like that um, going on. Um, and so <laughs> it's kind of having that uh, being open part. Right. And that's what Al Pacino struggles with. That's why he said he's with his third wife. Okay. Um, this is, yep. So this is his third wife um, that he's with. And so kind of bringing it back to you, I know, you know, I know. Um, but, um, how would you kind of deal with, um, on your level and then maybe on a client's level of somebody who has a lot of like kind of that, uh, grief to deal with, with work and, but doesn't want to overload their partner, but at the same time also having a good, um, communication with them too. How would you kind of deal with that? Yeah. So I'm going to, I'm going to go back a little bit. Yeah. Um, no, whether folks like it or not. Um, whether folks like it or not, right? Police officers do go through a lot of shit. Um, right. One of my best friends is an officer and there's a lot of shit, man. Um, mm -hmm. I got family as officers, uh, and it's a lot of trauma, a lot of abuse, a lot, a lot of stuff. If you look in the data, actually look at the analytics of it, a lot of PTSD, a lot of poor, mm -hmm. uh, health rates, uh, a lot of cardiovascular disease stroke. There's a lot of trauma that goes into it that physically messes people up. So what does that mean? Is that it's probably going to mess up your marriage and your kids a little bit too, because it's going to, it's going to ooze into that. Mm -hmm. um, so something to be cautious of. I know a lot of folks that go into law enforcement, you know, it's definitely recommended to have a therapist to be able to talk to someone. Um, so, you know, if it was my client, we're doing mostly trauma focused shit to make sure that they're not too angry, too depressed, making mm -hmm. sure that they're not like too, Okay, let me go like this. Uh, a lot of my clients, obviously, Spencer, are autistic. Um, mm -hmm. Day's kind of a lot, and the day's kind of traumatic, and there's just a lot of stimuli from all the humans, lights, noises, class, professors, a lot of shit. A lot of steps. You have to get prepared, social anxiety, a lot of stuff, a lot of steps. And then a lot of my humans go home. A lot of them go to dorms where they're not really comfortable with. Because there's too much going on, right? They can't actually relax and seclude like they want to to recharge and recover for the next day. Mm -hmm. So it's just stress on top of a little bit less stress. Then they go back to the next day, stress on top of a little bit less stress. There's never a recovery period. 
So now let's maybe take like an officer or someone that's working really hard in like a trauma unit, hospitals, therapists. They're stressed and working and grinding all day and then they go home and there's probably a bunch of stuff they got to do for their loved ones, their children, right? Emotional intimacy, love, sex. I mean, that's a lot. Instead of just being able to go home and shut it down, you have to still perform. Mm-hmm. Because you're not privileged enough to not be able to, you, it's a, you have a responsibility towards your loved ones now to perform um, mentally, physically, emotionally. Um, because that's what you owe. You, you owe them that. Not everyone else, you owe to your family. It's a tough place to be. So you imagine over a long period of time, always having to kind of be on, and then you just get to go to sleep, then you got to wake up and, and do the shit again. A lot. A lot of stress. A lot of anxiety, a lot of burnout. Um, it, it can increase suicidality. A lot of my neurodivergent students increases a lot of suicidality because they never get a break. It can be like that with officers as well. Uh, here's a small story time. I remember Spence. I was back at Winona um, at St. Mary's, and I was I was working hard, and I had a lot of trauma cases, but I was reading a lot too because my boss wanted me to learn and do better and get better, and I was reading some some messed up stuff uh, about homeless folks and, you know, LGBTQ folks and suicide and all this stuff. It was a lot, man. And I realized Mm -hmm. that it was fucking me up. Like for a month or so, I was reading a lot of books. And, man, it was really messing me up. Mm -hmm. And my boss was like, how you doing? I said, not good. And we talked about a few things. She said, dude, you can't get traumatized here and dumped on here and then go home and read more trauma. She said, you can't do that. You can't. You got to go home and do good stuff. So right. you sitcoms and work out and have fun and enjoyment. She said, you, you, someone like you can't take on all that. This is too much for you. You need to go home and recover. I said, there you go. Um, so I finished the couple of books I was reading and then that's when I really sh- shut it down. And that's mm-hmm. when I started investing in fun books. If I was going to read a book, mm-hmm. it was going to be fun or like educational in a good way, not like in a trauma way. Right. Um, no more trauma stuff. So again, advice for folks is making sure that somewhere you're getting that recovery, that period, right? That downtime to yourself or with your loved ones, you're finding out little pockets to where you can rest. Otherwise, you're going to be completely overwhelmed. You're going to be kind of shitty. So if I was working with an officer, it's finding those pockets throughout the day or throughout the week where they can rest just themselves. Mm Mm-hmm. And making sure that the threshold for agitation and irritability, because that's the last way you're going to go home and then your wife or your kid does something and then you stub your toe and you're just going to cuss them out. Hmm. But that's how you get divorced and that's how you, you see your, ki- your kids every other weekend. Yes. So, uh, Spence, to answer that would be, is working on a lot of anger and distress tolerance stuff and getting them to realize things and not take it out and transfer it onto the loved ones. Mm-hmm. and making sure that there's open communication between them and their wife, and that way when they are feeling like shit, then they can tell the wife they're feeling like shit. Unless the wife knows it's not about them, or they're distant from them, or they're neglecting them. It's really about, I just need personal time to like recover. Mm-hmm. Um, same thing with neurodivergent folks, same thing with anyone in the job place. Uh, so Spence, I'm going to ask you a question. Yes. In this case, yeah, I didn't know. Spence started his big boy job this week. Big boy, big boy job. Yeah. Big boy job. How'd you feel Monday and Tuesday? Because I feel like you were maybe a little bit more burned out because I didn't really see you on your phone a lot. Yeah, I was. Because 
All right. So what I use, I'm doing right now is I, I work with like Google ads and stuff like that. And so, um, it's a lot of information, right? It's a lot of like a lot of information. Um, yeah. And so like the first day it was just, it was a lot of stuff at the cover. Um, it was literally just like mostly, uh, my manager talking, um, about, um, all this, like all this different Google ads stuff. And so, you know, that was tough because I was just mentally just exhausted. Right. Um, and on top of that, like yesterday I had to work like 9 PM to 1 AM for like for another job. And you know, Oh, yeah. And so today I'm, I'm, I'm tired, but at the same time, it, like the, the information's not as high. Right. And I yep. can do it at my own pace. Um, luckily my, my manager is really cool and he's able to, you know, um, make things to where it's like, I can really understand them and not just like, you know, go, 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 go. Um, and he's very understanding for the fact that I, you know, I'm not going to get everything. Yep. Um, and I'm not going to remember all the words that he says. So that's, I'm like, I'm happy there. Um, but like you said, um, one, one of my, uh, managers over at the other job, she worked at like an ad agency a lot. And one of the things that she talked about was kind of having those boundaries, um, being able to tell people like, no, or, you know, Hey, I, I, that's too much for my plate. Right. And, you know, and that's where I think we're, you know, where I'm going to be at. I'm going to have to be that person to go like, you know, what? that's a little bit too much right now. I can't really do that. Um, I want to prove myself and everything yep. like that. I want yep, to make yep. sure they know I can do the job. But at the same time, it's like, what's the point if I'm just going to get burnt out in like five months or whatever, and I don't want to do the job anymore. Right. So we should settle yeah. in though. And like, as soon as you get to know everything, you should be good. Yeah. Yep. Yep. But imagine being someone like in these more crisis situations, like an officer, mm-hmm. you know, healthcare mm-hmm. workers, counselors at, at more crisis places. Not necessarily my job, very easy. My job. Mm-hmm. Well, it's not necessarily easy, but it's easy for me. Um, right. <clears throat> not compared to like some of our other guests that work in like psych pods and stuff like that. I mean, mm-hmm. that's that's tough work. So, yeah. Shout out to you know uh, Mandy and Vicky and a couple mm-hmm. other folks that I know that are doing that or in home healthcare and in home counseling. That's tough work. Yeah. Uh, it's way tougher than my job. High burnout because it's a lot of stress. Mm-hmm. So Spence, if you were to feel like your first two, three, four days, every day, all day, every day, yeah. it would be it would be too much. Um, yeah. Which would lead to some of that burnout like Al Pacino and then mess up your relationships. So the scene is good to show you that, his life, right, and kind of the trajectory of it, and then also Robert De Niro and how he likes being like this different type of persona. Mm-hmm. The question is for everyone, this existential question is, do you choose more of the freedom and not have many strings attached? Or do you have more of this normal life with a lot of strings and a lot of responsibilities? Mm-hmm. You know, um, do you kind of live and let live or do you try to control as much as you can? You know, where are you at on this spectrum uh, of life? Uh, what's your philosophy? And that's what's tough for a lot of people. A lot of people. Mm-hmm. Lot of people. Um, yeah. Uh, I forgot this was about bank robbing. For some reason, I thought it was about drugs. Hey, everyone. Thanks for watching our show today. 
we just wanted to take some time to give a special shout out to our collaborator, Cat and Raven Design. They are a small queer owned business that specializes in LGBTQ plus pride soaps. They have great designs, some that even look good to eat, but don't. You can get 10% off your entire order if you use the code DSP or go to our link tree. Help support this great small business and help give back to a great community. Hey, hey, this is your co-host Spencer and I'm bringing you a special message from our collaborator, Silver Dalek Candles. They have great scents to go with great messages, just like best dad ever, true crime and chill, and my personal favorite, when this candle is lit, give me that You can also make your own candle and message that fits you. So go use our link in our link tree to get your order placed with Silver Dalek Candles today. No, no bank robbing. Okay. All bank robbing. It was actually pretty cool because um, the rock star, the creators of Grand Theft Auto, Okay. They actually took a lot from this movie and they did like other research, but this was one of the main movies that they used um for the like bank robbing uh parts of the game. Right. So yeah, they they did uh they really this movie is a really great piece of like Americana culture. Um okay. and just the fact that you know it's still being used to this day. Okay. Um it's pretty amazing. And also, they're making a Heat 2. Different so, actors? Same actors? I would think different actors. Um, probably probably around the same like subject matter, though, I yep. would think. So. Probably going to be Kevin Hart. <laughs> oh, yeah, let's go a funny route. <laughs> <laughs> Who do you think he'd be, the cop or the criminal? Like, which one? You, can you imagine him being no. on the criminal side, being like, don't fuck with me, man. Just looking up. Like, or hey, the man. cop side. R- random. Super random. Did you ever see yes. the movie where it's actually super serious? And I think it's him and Brian Cranston, right? And he's got, like, cancer, and he's, like, the his helper. I, I never saw that, but I thought that was... Because there was another movie that came out with the same premise, yeah. being, like, this caretaker black guy yeah, and this rich white dude. That took care of him. Mm. I think it came out almost same around time, the same yeah. year, I want to say. It was actually pretty um, good, based on a true story as well. And it was actually legitimately right. pretty good. Look, I'm not saying Kevin Hart can't act. I'm just saying, yeah, yeah, yeah. dude, his serious roles. Oh, no, yeah. Not no. that many, yeah, I yeah, say. Yeah. I just randomly thought that's the only serious role I know was that one. And it was actually pretty good. He was still kind of a comedian in it. Uh, I'm trying to think. I think one of them with like his. Wasn't that? Didn't we see one with his daughter? Wasn't that one kind of serious? I don't remember. I can't remember. Well, yeah, I don't remember. That's the only one I remember. So you saw the other ones are just high squealy voices. Well, all right, guys. If you're ready for Kevin Hart to be in Heat Two, let it be known. Let's sign that petition. Heat Two. Heat Two. Um. So we talked about some of these difficult dialogues. Uh, I we get back into that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think a lot of folks will maybe relate this to them in the workplace and having work mm-hmm. conversations with their bosses, supervisors. I think a mm-hmm. lot of folks that are neurodivergent and watch this podcast also can relate to this and uh, playing the political games in the mm-hmm. workplace. And everyone, especially neurodivergent, I ain't playing them games. Well, it turns out you got to play them. So yeah, it is what it is. True. Um, 
they got to show up to certain things, talk a certain way, do a certain thing, right? You can't just be fully out there all the time. There needs to be some level of uh, nip and tuck or being respect and stuff, stuff like that, right? Um, yep. I really can't give you more than general stuff because it's different in every setting. It's different for every person. Sure. And with some of my clients, I'm like, yeah, you should probably go out and do that, or you should probably do this, or maybe you should talk to them like this. And they're like, well, you know, I can't get people, like, mad at me. I'm like, well, you know, are you actually going to be mad, or are you just going to, like, demand that some of these things get respected that we talked about? So this pod will probably release after the Jurassic Park one with Sunny. And as Mm -hmm. we talked about, like, the when you get in the business world industry, it gets weird, man. These conversations that you have to have, uh, especially if you want to come out right as being neurodivergent, not all of you will put it down. Not all of us put it down on the disability like form when you apply for the job, right? You're probably going to put because you want to held against you, so you're probably going to put, you know, no disability. Uh, you'll probably put not veteran, all that stuff, and like you'll put your other demographics in. Um, and you'll be scared to probably tell folks when you're getting overstimulated or if you need like a, a different space in the office, stuff like that. Um, if you want to handle certain conversations or like be on certain teams, uh, could get weird. Mm-hmm. So that is when you start to try to find your pockets, talk to HR, talk to your supervisor, have open conversations. They can't just fire you if you're being neurodivergent. Not a thing. Can't do that. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you're messing up or if you're being like weird on the team or like avoiding on the team, which I am quite often avoiding mm-hmm. at work. I was supposed to go to this thing the other day, Spence. Mm-hmm. I was like, yeah, I'm just going to shut my door. So I shut my door to my office while like there was this whole meeting going on with like pizza and stuff like that. I'm like, yeah, I'm not going to this. And like a bunch of people knocked on my door. It's like, where are we at? I was like, uh, my office, uh, working on stuff. I was doing the podcast the whole day. <laughs> So I don't always play the political game uh, because I choose not to. Well, I just don't mm-hmm. have some energy sometimes. So if some yeah. people think that I'm an asshole or that I don't care. I can only give some care about so much. I have I, I focus on the kiddos. Yeah, I focus on this office shit. Y'all just mm-hmm. some drama, folks. Boy, I tell you. Um, yeah. So that's two cents on that. Uh, do we have anything else that we needed to wrap up on the scene, the parallels? I think we did or no. Uh, we talked about, we kind of talked about the hard dialogue. Yep. Um, yep. Normal life and just having like interesting clients. Yeah. I mean. So yes. hard dialogues. Let's stick with that because this, <laughs> this, is this is a tough one for a lot of folks. Um, mm-hmm. I would definitely advise you writing out like the parameters of what you want to say mm-hmm. why you want to say it so what are your feelings about this stuff what what, what are the reasons that you need to say these things and i want you kind of like formulate it in like an outline agenda and then you can put in some more of the context and like details into that it's usually good to go over it and have it written down for a lot of folks that are like lost for words and also if you could take it with you then take it with you because if you get overwhelmed, then you can always refer back to it. Or let's say if your partner, coworker, boss, starts to talk over you or starts to pivot and they're like, oh, well, let's let's do this and let's do it. And you're like, wait a minute, I, I have to get back. I want to finish what I wanted to finish. If you're doing a business meeting uh, mm-hmm. and it's like your boss is some, some type of meeting meeting, 
then you're more than welcome for that meeting. If you're the one that has to set the meeting, then give the people agenda ahead of time. So that way, if they do try to sidetrack you in that thing, they already know the tentative agenda. Mm-hmm. Uh, I highly advise this with doctors. I have a lot of clients going to see the doctor currently right now. Some for medical checkups, vitamin B, thyroid, uh, ADHD medication is kind of going on right now. A lot of anxiety medication. I'm like, you need, you need to remember some shit. You going to remember this? No. Well, we're going to put out that phone. Put it, put that thing out. Oh my God. <laughs> put your phone out, knucklehead. And then we'll start typing it in there. <laughs> it's okay, man. It's, I go You're get such an idiot. You're just so, sometimes you're just dumb. <laughs> if you just went with it, it would no one no notice. They would have noticed. <laughs> they would have noticed. noticed. That was a hard to fang on it. <laughs> put a put thang out. <laughs> put a thing thing out. Uh, <laughs> you got a great thing. <laughs> well, folks, it's been good knowing you. Uh, yeah. We didn't cancel today. Um, but for real, go in that doctor with like a, like two, three, four bullet points that you want to get through. Uh, and try to hit them maybe as quick as you can because you only got about 20 minutes in a, in a, in a follow-up with a doctor. So be, be cautious with that. You only got about 20 minutes. Mm-hmm. Some places might be like 10, 15. I advise that as well. Uh, those can be difficult conversations because you're asking someone to do something for you, which is hard because a lot of us don't want to be a burden. So it's a thing going into it. I always forget shit. Always when I go see a doctor, I'm like, yep, I'm supposed to have him look at my foot because they're motherfucking purple. So, <laughs> but you know what? <laughs> I guess I'll be fine for next time. <laughs> I'll be fine. I just put some Windex on it. The wind. <laughs> Put some hummus on it. I put. Some, I dip in hummus. Dip, dip, dip. Yep. Um, <laughs> the other day, Colin's baby. Uh, mm-hmm. She like figured out what her feet were. This one the other day. It's like a month ago. She figured out what her feet were, and she was like, "To be young." She was like shoving them in her mouth, and, like gnawing on her feet. I remember when I put my foot in my mouth. Yep. Good days. A long time ago. Long time ago. And have these meaty ass thighs getting in the way. <laughs> <laughs> he got a great ass. Got a great ass. <laughs> um, yeah, man. Uh, conversations could be tough. Uh, so having like a preset agenda, writing it out, visualizing it. A lot mm-hmm. of us are probably going to have a little bit of echolalia and obsessiveness for these things that are neurodivergent. So you're going to be repeating mm-hmm. it over and over and over and over. I do it quite often. Oh, like in our post, yeah. In our post production, I'm like Spence. We're gonna do this thing on Friday, then Saturday, then Sunday. Two minutes later, Spence. Friday, then Saturday, then Sunday. I know. I got it. Wait, wait one, one more time. He's like, I, I got the tism, so I got to say it. It's like, no, I, no. I got, no. I got to say it again. All sevens. What? <laughs> 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 same time <laughs> same. um so yeah good scene for that obviously great acting uh interesting spence uh and then we can get out of here mm-hmm. bro they're they're old yeah, yeah. they're old yeah like i seen out like they were in their like 50s and this 40s or 50s yeah and this now they 
They're old, old. They're old, old. Like I saw some photos of Al Pacino recently, and like, yeah, it ain't looking sad. Not good, but yeah, he still has like a twenty-year-old girlfriend or something. Yeah, like that's that. what I saw the pictures recently. I'm like, yeah, he, well, you're looking old, but he's still Apachino, baby. He still got it. He still got it. He still got it. Oh yeah, oh, you yeah. got a great ass. <laughs> <laughs> FYI, folks, uh, I might even keep that in there. This is like the famous, well. famous scene of yeah. him saying that this person's got a great tush. Yeah. Great touch. Um, pause. I was watching the Green Bay Packers game on Monday. Okay. Bruh. What? And, and the running back, Dylan, he got a touch. Everyone's <laughs> like, he's got some really strong thighs. That's what all the anchors are saying. I'm like, y'all ain't see that ass? <laughs> yeah. I put it in the DM in my fantasy football. Like, did y'all see that man's touch? Feel like that'd be some type of sexual harassment, maybe. No, I'm just pointing out, maybe. you know, some look good. I'm not saying you, I'm saying the anchors. That's why they probably didn't say that. Oh, yeah. yeah. Like, God damn, look at that man's ass. <laughs> he got one of them. Like, um, <laughs> I'm just trying to play football. All right, guys. Let's yeah. not be disrespectful. Yeah, the red beans are rice, boy. I tell you. All right, with that, okay. um, thank Good you, time. everybody, yep. for joining us today for the show. Great ass. Oh, you. yeah. Thanks for joining us on our podcast. Dylan, running back for Green Bay Packers. Check it out. <laughs> um, thank you, everybody, for watching this odd end for a show. Um as it always is on Mondays. Mondays. Um, once again, go check out all of our great collaborators. Use the code DSP, DSP20, or go to our link tree uh, to get up to 20% off on your order. Also, don't forget, check out our merch. Definitely. We got some cool stuff. Um, if you like... If you like a certain football team from Michigan or a certain football team in uh, Minnesota, Minnesota. We have some pretty cool, pretty cool graphics on some of our hoodies slash shirts. Um, so go check those out. And also, hey, you're different, but not less. Not less. Right. Not less. Not less. All right. So, and with that, uh, I'm Spencer, and that is Nas. This is the Different Spectrums podcast. All right, everyone. Peace. And as always, much love. And remember, take care of yourselves. Or don't. And that's completely up to you. So, welcome. Go ahead and watch this clip that's right here. Go ahead. Go ahead and give it a Go ahead and watch. Watch the clip. Watch the clip. It's oh, got yeah. some heat on it. It's a, it's a some good heat right there. All you right, just made me want to stop being a Pacino. I know. God damn it.